You're listening to episode 85 of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. In today's episode, I want to share with you some simple ways that you can connect with your kids. Now, if you missed last week's episode where I interviewed Amanda Anderson about what to do when our children's behavior seems unmanageable, she shared with us incredible insight and several different strategies, but three of which were her system that she walks through when she is managing difficult emotions with her children. The first of which is to center, the second of which is to connect, and the third is to communicate. So today I wanted to just give you a few ideas for how you can connect to your children. Now these can be used in the moment when they're having big emotions and they're being defiant. They can also be used as a preventative measure, which I will dive into in a lot more detail. But if you are ready to have a tool belt of ways to connect with your child on the go, on the fly, then let's get right to it. Hey mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan. And I'm here for all you mom photographers out there feeling overwhelmed trying to raise a thriving family and build a profitable business you love. I'm a business and motherhood coach, brand photographer, podcaster, wife, and homeschooling mama saved by grace. So I can totally relate to the never ending to-do lists, endless hours of editing, and the trail of messes strewn across the floor. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to step into the role as CEO in your motherhood and your business. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, take some serious action, and embrace hard things for the sake of growth, then you're in the right place. Hey mama, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be here with you today. As I mentioned in the intro to this episode, if you missed last week's episode with Amanda Anderson, be sure to add it to the queue. It is one of my favorite topics to talk about because it's just one of those things that can make motherhood and entrepreneurship feel really hard. When our kids are having big emotions and they're having behavior struggles, it can feel impossible and it can feel like we're doing things wrong or we're not doing things the way that we want to. And it can just feel really lonely and really frustrating. And so I loved our conversation. She gave us some really incredible tools and tips for how to sort of manage those big emotions. So today, I really wanted to get into the connection piece because I think that piece is so important and it's often skipped. When our kids are having big emotions, we often want to jump right to the communication part and we want to just reason with them and we want to tell them like, no, that behavior is not okay. And of course, there's a time and place to jump in and say those words when, you know, maybe someone is getting hurt. But the actual true lesson cannot be taught or received by your child until you first have had a chance to center, regulate, 
and then connect with your child and empathize. And I think part of that connection is empathy. Our children need to know that they are seen, that they are valued, that their emotions matter. It doesn't mean that they are appropriate and it doesn't mean that they are going to get what they want at the end of it. But it just means that we are going to validate their feelings. We are going to come alongside them and understand how they're feeling. Even if we don't, we're still going to validate their feelings and let them know it's okay to feel those feelings, but it's maybe not okay to do the thing they just did, right? Or say the thing they just said. But again, we're not going to talk to them about that until we've taken the time to connect. But before we dive into the simple ways that I have for you today to connect with your kiddos, I wanted to take a minute and introduce myself. In case you are a brand new listener, I want to say welcome. Thank you so much for taking a chance on a brand new podcast. I know that can feel really nerve wracking because you want to make sure it's worth your time. And it's my hope that you leave today feeling super encouraged and inspired with these next strategies I'm about to share. But my name is Ashley Freehan. I am the founder here at The Purpose Gathering, which is an online community and education platform for mom photographers. In addition to this weekly podcast that I put out, I also have a coaching program. It's a group program. It's very immersive. It's a six-month program with accountability, step-by-step systems for how to grow your business, your photography business, and take it from a side hustle to a profitable and sustainable business. And so I absolutely love hanging out with my students over there. And it's just so inspiring for me to be able to mentor and support them in their own journey. So if you are interested in learning more about the program, you can head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash coaching. I also recently started hosting monthly virtual hangouts, and these are free hangouts for mama photographers to join and get support and feel encouraged by fellow mom photographers. I always do a short training at the beginning on a specific topic, and then we have a guided discussion about it. I truly believe that we learn the best from multiple perspectives and lots of different ideas. And so I just think it is an incredible place to plug in, especially if you are looking for new business besties, or you really just want a support system of mamas who get what you're going through. So you can always stay up to date with the next hangout at thepurposegathering.com slash hangout. All right, mama, but I know that you came here to be encouraged and inspired and you want some ideas. You're like, okay, Ash, give me the tips. Give me the tools. Give me all the strategies. I just want to know what does it mean to connect with my kid when they're melting down? Okay. And as I mentioned, some of these are great for in the moment and I'll make sure to note that. And then other ones are really just great all throughout the day as a preventative measure. Okay, let's start with number one. This is our absolute favorite, and I've called it Hug Chase. I don't really know where I heard this. Maybe I made it up. I don't know, but we call it Hug Chase, and basically what it is is it's playing tag, and we call it Hug Chase because 
once you catch your child, if you do, my kids are so fast, I hardly ever do. I have to tell them to like slow down so I actually can catch them. Um, But once you catch them, you scoop them up into a big bear hug and you hug them. And then you put them down and then you keep running. And it's just a really great way to channel the angry energy into connection where you're, you're telling your kiddo, oh my gosh, I need a hug or do you need a hug? And you chase each other around and it becomes a game and it's laughter. And we all know, or maybe you don't know this, but laughing emits the same endorphins that crying does. And so it really helps your child sort of feel their emotions in a different, more positive way. And so that's why sometimes you will see kids inappropriately laughing. They'll be laughing when you're like, okay, that's not funny. Why are they laughing? Or, you know, they will start laughing and then it will turn into crying. And so that's, that's the same idea is like, we, we want to get them laughing as often as we can when they're having big emotions, because it helps them process their feelings in a positive way. Okay. Connection number two is Simon Says. I've done this before when my kiddo is feeling, is being really defiant. I'll say, oh my gosh, I know what we should do. Let's play Simon Says. And he'll, he or she will start saying, you know, okay, fine, I'll play. Or maybe they don't want to play. And I'll say, okay, can I play? Can I be Simon? Or do you want to be Simon? And so of course, there are going to be times when you suggest something and they're not into it. And that's fine. That's why I have this list so that you have different ideas in your repertoire of what can I pull out? Your kiddos might have a different idea as well. And you might just say, oh my gosh, I see you are so upset. What can we do right now to help, you know, channel our energy into something fun? Do you want to do hug chase or do you want to do Simon Says? Maybe give them a couple of options. So the other one that I just started doing with It was just random. My daughter was having big emotions towards my son the other day. She was not happy. And I looked at the two of them and I said, you know what we need to do? We need to move our bodies. Because when we move our body, our brain functions better. So I don't tell this next part to my kids because they really wouldn't understand it. But I wanted to share with you what happens inside your brain when you move your body. When you move your body... It supplies your brain cells with oxygen, which improves your brain's function. So the next time your kiddo is acting defiant or having bad behaviors, I want you to remember this piece, connect and have your children move their body. So back to the story with my daughter, when she had these big emotions, I decided to do sort of a variation of Simon Says. Now she loves dancing and she loves cheerleading and we've watched videos before on this. And so it gave me this idea because there was a video that we were watching on YouTube about cheerleading and it was showing the different moves that cheerleaders have to learn, which is high V, low V, and T. And so I thought it would be really fun for me to start calling out the different movements with a clap in between and see if she could mirror me, but then also like anticipate what I was going to do next. So I would do things like high V, low V, T, high V, low V, T. And I would go faster and faster. And she thought it was hilarious. And 
she was doing it with me. And by the time that we were done, they both were happy. And I think one of my kiddos mentioned something like, wow, I just went from being really mad to really happy really fast. And I was like, that's great. Like you're seeing that connection. And the more that you practice this with your kiddos, the faster they will go from upset to regulated. And that's what we want them to do. Okay. Connection idea number three is physical touch. This is so crucially important as a preventative measure. It could also be done in the moment, but it just depends on your kiddo. Some kiddos, when they're really upset, they don't like to be touched. So that totally depends on your kid. But I think it's so important to every morning have physical touch. So it could be a good morning hug. Every morning when I see my kiddos, I'm like, oh my gosh, I missed you so much while you were sleeping. I need my good morning hug. And the good morning hug means they have to put, oh, it has to be a bear hug. I don't want like a side hug. I don't want like a little lousy hug. I want a real bear hug with legs, arms, all the things. Until I can't lift my kids anymore, we're going to do cuddly bear hugs. And hold that hug for at least eight seconds. Research shows that every person, not just kids, every person needs at least eight, eight second hugs per day. And my husband and I have been trying to get better at doing this with each other too, because we realize that like, it's very important that physical touch is really important. It sends a lot of messages to our brain that we are safe, that we are seen, heard, and valued. And physical touch is just so important. And then I also give my kids lots of kisses every day, all over their cheeks, all over their foreheads, all of that to make them feel super loved. One thing that you can do during defiancy or during that really hard time is just look down, you know, get down on your child's level and say, are you out of hugs? Do you just need a hug? Can I hold your hand? Can mommy give you a back rub? Do you want me to draw letters on your back and you can guess which one I'm drawing? Like give them some different ideas and some different options. It's so important that we make our children feel like they matter. Even when they're melting down because it's the end of the world, we're not going to sit there and talk about that thing right then and there. There's a reason why they're melting down. Kids who are regulated don't melt down. So when our child melts down, we know that there's something deeper going on. This physical touch will show your kiddos how much they're loved. Now, one thing that I remember my mom doing with me and my sister when we were in the back seat when we were little is she would reach back in the car and she would hold our hands while she was driving. And I started doing that with my kids. And I'll just reach my hand back and they'll hold my hand. And there'll be times when, you know, we're walking through the parking lot or something and I'll just reach down and I'll hold their hands and I'll say, oh, I just love holding your hand. When my son was little and I needed to hold his hand because he would run into the street and, you know, had no sense of fear, I would hold his hand. And one day we held hands like the wrong way. Like my left hand was holding his right hand or something. It was just 
funny how how it happened. And so I was like, oh my gosh, we're holding hands the silly way. And so he would always ask for that. He'd be like, mommy, let's hold hands the silly way. And it just became like a fun routine. It just became this tradition that anytime I would hold his hands, we would hold it the silly way. So really look for ways to connect with your kiddos that are special and unique to you. Hey mama, I wanted to take a quick minute to invite you to join us for a free masterclass called Productivity with Purpose. In this masterclass, I will be teaching you how to purposefully time block your schedule to achieve peace and productivity. You can expect to learn how to create a master task list and establish time blocks, how to assign the tasks and protect those time blocks, and how do you actually stick to the schedule you create? And then finally, we're gonna be talking about how to eliminate distractions to get more done in less time. I don't want your calendar to control you anymore, so if you are ready to grab your free seat, head on over to thepurposegathering.com productivity, and I can't wait to see you there. Okay, let's talk about number four. A simple I love you goes a long way and compliments. Now, it's really important to make sure you're at their level and place your hand on their arm or their shoulder and have them look you in the eye. Hey, buddy, I love you so much. Or, oh my goodness, you are an incredible artist. Where did you learn to draw that tree? Or where did you learn to draw that dog? Wow, I can't believe what an incredible artist you are. And just giving them that compliment makes them feel incredible. Now, could you have said that same thing in passing? Like, oh my gosh, bud, awesome job. You look like a great artist or, you know, whatever. Yes, but it didn't, it doesn't mean the same if you're not at their level, looking them in the eye with a hand on their arm or shoulder. Hey, I see you. I love you. Do you know what I was just thinking? I was thinking about you and how incredible you are at being thoughtful to your friends. I love seeing you write thank you notes or encouraging letters to your friends. That's an incredible trait. You are so sweet. And that just gives them this huge hit of value, like they belong. And that's so important for a child to feel connected to us. They feel like they belong to the family. They feel like they have a role and a purpose. Okay, the next idea for connection is reading. I love reading. And again, this is something that my mom did with us so much when we were little. And I'm so glad because it really instilled the love of reading in me. And I do the same with my children. We read so often throughout the day. Now, what we do is we get a chapter book to read with each of our kiddos. And I think my husband has different books than I do. And so we have each have chapter books with each of our kids that we are individually reading to them. So my daughter and I, we started reading this series called The Cupcake Diaries. It's an incredible series. It's so cute. I love it. It's They have over like 34 different books. And so it's one of those series that you can keep up with it. And it's not like it, you have to pick a new series every now and then. So I love it. 
And it's become our thing. This is like the thing that she wants to do. Anytime we have special time, she just wants me to read to her. When I ask her to clean up her room, she just wants me to read to her. And it's just an incredible way for us to have this bonding experience over books. And so make a date every single day to read with your kiddos. And we just do at least one chapter a day in their special book. And they absolutely love it. Okay, number six is wrestling on the bed. This one is really fun. Our kids call it different things. With me, they call it wrestling. With dad, they call it trapped because he'll like take his legs and he'll trap them and they think it's funny. And they they just, I don't even know what they do, honestly. When I walk in and they're all piled on top of each other in the bed and I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but there's laughter and they're having fun and, and it's so fun to connect. But what we do with the wrestling on the bed is it's more so just like pushing. We're not like hurting each other, but we are trying to get each other down on the bed and we're trying to pin each other on the bed. And it's fun. It's not mean. So if at any point it becomes mean, we don't do it. But it's fun. It's a way for your kiddos to redirect their energy, but also to learn how to play wrestle safely, if that makes sense. Now, some of you listening might be like, that's not for us. Like, we don't want to encourage violent behavior. That's totally fine. I don't see it that way. I see it as like redirecting their angry energy through play and and helping them manage their anger and, and redirect it, like I said, in a positive way. Another thing that we do is kicking a box. Like sometimes my son gets angry and he needs that movement again to work through, to regulate his brain. And so I'll give him a cardboard box to kick and we'll kick that back and forth. You could do a ball as well, but I feel like a ball is more dangerous, especially in the house because things could get broken. So we do a cardboard box and it's really a great outlet for him to get his anger out. And then we make it a game and I'm like, ooh, can you kick the box to me? And I'm like, ooh, can you kick it with your left foot? Can you kick it with your right foot? And we just make a game out of it. And again, he is dissipating all of that angry energy. Okay, number seven. This one is one that you guys probably already do. And this is probably not one that you're going to use in the heat of the moment, especially if you're running late for something. I feel like kids always sense that we're running late and that's when they melt down the most. And I think one of those reasons is because they feel our our stress. Kids are very intuitive. We don't give them enough credit for it. And they can feel really stressed when we're stressed. And if they feel rushed, it can give them a sense of anxiety. And so this next tip is to play card games or board games. And again, like I said, this is probably not one you're going to use in the heat of the moment because it just probably is going to take too long. It could be though. And I definitely recommend leaving margin in your schedule for meltdowns. Start to anticipate that they're going to happen and give yourself the space so that you can work through these big emotions with your kiddos. That's one of the biggest reasons why I decided to homeschool was I was tired of rushing all the time. I was tired of feeling like I just had an out to send my kids back to school. It was almost like, oh, you know what? I really do need to deal with this problem, but gosh, they're going back to school tomorrow, so it's fine. Everything will be fine tomorrow because I'll get a break. And it just kind of felt like I pushed off all the all the red flags and all the things I knew we needed to work on because I just didn't want to deal with it. But if I 
had given myself more margin, like I'm recommending that you do. And I do this even still, like I want to make sure that if we have to be out the door by eight o'clock for something that we're doing, like I want to make sure that I'm giving myself some room in there for things to go wrong. For me to have to help the kids, you know, hunt down their socks or a missing shoe or whatever the case may be, I want to make sure that I leave room for things to go wrong so things aren't always feeling so chaotic. Okay, and my last simple way to connect with your kiddos today, number eight, is playing a game called Whiskers. And it's not even really a game, but it's actually an exercise that my son is required to do um, from his brain balance therapy. And basically what it is, is you take your two pointer fingers and you face your child and you're going to trace whiskers on their face. And you're going to start at the upper point, uh, like right under their eyes, like right at that cheekbone area next to the bridge of their nose, you're going to put your two pointer fingers there and you're going to draw a whisker out to their ears. And then you're going to do it again in the middle part of their cheek and then towards the bottom of their cheek near their chin. And so you're going to do three different whiskers and you can change the order in which you start. So you can start at the top, you can start at the middle, you can start at the bottom, but you want to like change the, the order in which you do it so they don't know what's coming. So you're doing that physical touch And you can do it 10 different times and say 10 things you love about your child. And this is just a really quick, easy way to connect. And you can also do the same thing with like, maybe like tracing their name on their arm. But again, it's incorporating that physical touch. And you can get them to do it to you as well. Anytime you can get them to move their body, you're integrating the brain again. And so this is not the specific way that Brain Balance has told us to do it, but I started, we had to do 20 whiskers and each set of three counted as one. So it would be, you know, three, one, (laughs) and then three again would be two. And we had to do it 20 times. And so I just started saying things I loved about him while I did it. And it was so sweet. He would just look into my eyes and you could tell he was just soaking in every compliment I gave him. And that's what we need with our kiddos. We need our kiddos to know how important they are, how cherished, loved, and valued they are. Even when they're angry, defiant, upset, difficult, our kiddos need to know how loved they are. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I hope that it's given you some hope. I hope that it's given you some encouragement and some strategies for you to use the next time your kiddo is having a hard time. Remember, those big emotions are red flags. They need your support. They need your help. Their brains are not fully developed and they need that connection with you. They need to know that their big feelings are okay. And then they need to know how much they're valued and loved even in that moment And then you can move on to teaching and then you can move on to expressing the lesson that you want them to learn. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot of it, share it out on Instagram, tag me at the purpose gathering and share it with other mamas who might be struggling with their 
behavior issues with their kiddos. Like we are all in this together. And I truly believe that we were designed by God specifically to need each other and to lean on each other. And so sharing this helps other mamas find this freedom and find the tools and the strategies that they need to make their life more enjoyable and to give their kids an outlet for expressing their emotions. I always love hanging out with you, Mama. And until next time, I'm here rooting for you. And you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You can do hard things and life is about more than just surviving. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. To become a part of our free online community and connect with like-minded mom photographers, head on over to thepurposegathering.com mamas. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.